The Koi Gig Pod. For me, it's difficult because if Chelsea aren't playing well or they need something to get someone to get them out of it, I don't think they have it. So I think they're in a difficult place. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Hello and welcome to Monday's Football Daily. I'm Phil Egan. We'll start with news from the FAI. They've announced a multi-year kit supply and sponsorship partnership with sportswear brand Castor. The new home jersey will be revealed next Monday and the announcement follows the recent unveiling of a new crest last week. FAI Chief Executive Jonathan Hills described the agreement with Castor as a significant commercial deal. The brand is currently in partnerships with Newcastle, McLaren, Rangers and Andy Murray. Arsenal have a five-point lead at the top of the Premier League with 11 games to play. The Gunners won 3-0 away to Fulham to make it five league wins in a row. Manchester City had put the pressure on Arsenal on Saturday night with a 1-0 win at Crystal Palace. Arsenal's response was to have the game at Craven Cottage wrapped up by half-time thanks to goals from Gabriel, Gabriel Martinelli and Martin Odegaard. Mikel Arteta was also able to bring on Gabriel Jesus for the first time since the World Cup and the Arsenal boss says the goals are being spread out and he was delighted with another fine away performance. I'm really happy with the performance, obviously winning 3-0 away from home, keeping the clean sheet and with the chances and, and the goals that we scored, I think, big compliment to the team because uh, we deserve to win, we played really well. We got a goal disallowed and, and psychologically you have to overcome that, but we kept trying, we kept playing, we find the right spaces against a really well-organised team and uh, overall really happy. I think the way we are distributing the goals is, is really important in the team. Um, today Leo contributed with three assists and he could have scored two at least as well, so it's good that everybody is willing, has got the capacity to arrive in the final sets and, and create or, or score goals. Third place Manchester United might have to start looking over their shoulder a bit after a scoreless draw against bottom side Southampton. Casemiro was sent off for the second time this season for a dangerous challenge on Southampton midfielder Carlos Alcaraz. The on-pitch referee Anthony Taylor showed Casemiro a yellow card, but VAR Andre Mariner advised Taylor to go to the monitor to have a look, and it was then changed to a red card. The Brazilian will miss four games now. Next weekend's FA Cup quarterfinal at home to Fulham, as well as the league games against Newcastle, Brentford and Everton. And United boss Eric Ten Hag wasn't impressed with the officials. Casemiro played over 500 games uh, in Europe. Uh, he never had at one time a red card. And now, uh, what is it, in four or five games uh, and in 20 games in the Premier League, he uh, have a red card. So, and we will deal with that. And the deal is that this game was um, influenced by the referee. So you still agree at this stage that it probably wasn't a red card? Is that what you're trying to say? I no. <laughs> what I said, what I said, and <laughs> that is, the refereeing is influencing this game, and we talk about two issues. Another clean sheet for Gavin Bazunu. He's kept three clean sheets in his last four league games for Southampton. Former Ireland boss Brian Kerr was part of the off the ball commentary team for that game at Old Trafford, and he says it's good news for Stephen Kenny ahead of the opening European qualifier against France later this month. I thought he had an outstanding game today. His distribution was fine, as it usually is mm. when he plays for Ireland. We've seen that, always very controlled, composed, and makes the right choice in general. His decision-making is good. But ultimately, what you want from your goalkeeper is someone who makes saves on the goal. And there won't be much criticism of De Gea about his distribution today. It was about the great save he made from uh, the header from Walcott in the first half. Um, so I, I, I thought it was a very encouraging performance by Bissouni today. And I've no doubt that he'd be Stephen Kenny's for, number one choice for the match with France, um, whether he plays against Latvia or not. Just something else out of that game. Southampton have demanded action from social media platforms 
over racist abuse aimed at defender Kyle Walker-Peters. He was targeted with a series of offensive replies to a post on Instagram. Newcastle beat Wolves 2-1 at St. James's Park in our second commentary game on Off the Ball. The win for Newcastle moved them back up to fifth place ahead of Liverpool. They're just four points behind fourth place Tottenham, who've played two games more than Eddie Howe's side. Nathan Collins was on the bench for Wolves for the seventh league game in a row. He did come on with 15 minutes to play. Kenny Cunningham was the co-commentator for that game and off the ball and said it's not ideal for Collins to be down the pecking order. I think the experience of Dawson and obviously Kilman got the, the armband today so obviously that tells you the stand on which the manager uh, holds him. So yeah, so it's going to be a tough one for him. It's not ideal for him in terms of his development. Sure, he went there with Wolves, got into the team straight away and you thought, happy days, this was great. Uh, getting a lot of minutes and that'll help him kind of sharpen up his game particularly with the international games coming up in February but it hasn't happened is it but I still think he's got enough money in the bank certainly with the Irish manager uh, you know every player is a little bit different some players really struggle Nathan in terms of being out of force to him you know really lose a bit of uh, rhythm to the game I think kind of Nathan's kind of uh, young enough I think his game is kind of sharp enough I think he can cope with the amount of time that he spent out of the Wolves team I still expect him to come into the Ireland team I expect him to play against France and I expect a performance for him you know what I mean he's had a great stellar start really to his Irish uh, uh, career so um, I think we'll need him uh, to be honest with you we need him to turn up uh, at, in Dublin in a couple of weeks time and put in the type of performance that we used to see from him in a short period of time West Ham moved out of the relegation zone with a one-all draw at Hampton Aston Villa Hammers boss David Moyes thinks they'll be fine and they have enough quality to get out of trouble. Villa have no relegation concerns. They even have an eye on a top half finish. Unai Emery took charge in November and since then, Ollie Watkins' form has improved drastically. Scored yesterday and only Marcus Rashford, Erling Haaland and Harry Kane have scored more goals in the Premier League than Watkins since the season resumed after the World Cup. Of course, all of yesterday's action would have been on Match of the Day 2 last night on BBC. And like Saturday, they showed highlights with no commentary or pundits. But today, it's been confirmed Gary Lineker will return to hosting Match of the Day this Saturday. He'll present live coverage of the FA Cup quarterfinal between Manchester City and Burnley. BBC Director General Tim Davey apologised for the disruption to the weekend's football coverage. Lineker was told to step back from presenting the programme in a row over impartiality. He posted a tweet about comparing the language used to set out the UK government's asylum plan to that used by Germany in the 30s. His words about the UK government's new illegal migration bill were criticised by the Tory ministers including the Home Secretary. He's back on Twitter today to announce he'll return to presenting BBC. And he said, however difficult the last few days have been, it simply doesn't compare to having to flee your home from persecution or war to seek refuge in a land far away. One of the big stories in the League of Ireland already this season is Shamrock Rovers, the champions going for their fourth league title in a row are still without a win after five games in the Premier Division. Stephen Bradley's side were held to a scoreless draw by Shelburne at Talca Park on Friday night. To make matters worse for Rovers, their bitter rivals, Bohemians, are top of the league with four wins from five. Bows beat St. Pat's 2-0 at Richmond Park. Derry City are a point behind after a nil-all draw with third place Dundalk. Derry still the only unbeaten side in the league. Bottom side, UCD lost 1-0 to Drogheda. And on Saturday night, Cork City let another two-goal lead slip away from home. Colin Healy side drew two all with Saiga Rovers, who scored an injury time penalty at the showgrounds. Galway are top of the first division with four wins from four. They hammered newcomers Kerry 9-1. Cove Ramblers won 3-0 away to Treaty United. They're still unbeaten, just two points off top spot. Bray are the other unbeaten side in the division. They drew nil all with Longford. Finn Harps are still waiting for a first win under Dave Rogers after a scoreless draw at Wexford and Ballybuffet. And Waterford beat Athlone 1-0.
four teams have two wins from two in the women's Premier Division, including champion Shelburne, who beat Bohemians 2-0 on Saturday. Looks like Shamrock Rovers being business on their return. A 6-0 win at home to Treaty United. P-Mench United beat DL Orways 1-0. And Rihanna Jarrett was among the goal scorers for Wexford in their 3-1 win at home to Sligo Rovers. Galway beat Cork City 1-0. Chelsea have leapfrogged Manchester United at the top of the Women's Super League after a 1-0 win yesterday. The defending champions now lead the way by two points. Sam Kerr scored the only goal of the game and Chelsea boss Emma Hayes was delighted with her side's performance. That was the third match in seven days. We don't have a full week's prep every week. We have to play games every three days. So it's tremendous from the team to show, I think, what we determined in-house a real Chelsea performance. Manchester City remained third after a 2-1 win at Brighton. Arsenal are three points further back following a 4-0 win over Reading. Katie McCabe won her side a penalty in that game. Fifth place, Aston Villa edged out West Ham 2-1. Liverpool also 2-1 winners at home to Tottenham. Everton drew nil all away to bottom side Leicester. Courtney Brosnan started in goal for Everton. And just some of the headlines from around Europe. Barcelona remained nine points clear at the top of La Liga. Napoli's lead at the top of Serie A is back to 18 points. Bayern Munich opened up a two-point lead in the Bundesliga over the weekend. And PSG now have a 10-point lead at the top of Liga. That's it for today's Football Daily. As always, you can subscribe to the OTB Football podcast feed to hear the best football analysis, interviews and stories from off the ball.